Welcome to The Property Wolf, a podcast that delivers news, insights, and practical how-to tips for investors in the South African property market. Here is your host, Kat Wolf. So welcome to The Property Wolf. Today, I have Hans Zacher with me. Um, head of the Emerging Markets at TransUnion Africa, and I thought I would uh, get him on the line to have a chat to us about how all of this COVID disaster stuff is affecting our credit records and how we get to manage that, what we can do to manage that. So welcome, Hans. It's really good to have you with me. Thanks, Kat, Uh, and it's uh, great to chat again. So Hans, tell me what, as a as a consumer, um, this potentially has some dire consequences to my credit record. Um, what what are how bad is it out there? Let's start there. Yeah, so I think firstly, when when you look at you know the overall impact of COVID, I mean you really look need to look at the economy at large. So at TransUnion, we've been following the scenarios quite closely. And what we've done is we've predicted what we see will happen from the overall South African context uh, using a couple of, uh, you know, prior experiences, you know, much smaller scale, uh, but still relevant. So we've seen similar things, um, you know, in Hong Kong when they had the riots, uh, when Hurricane Katrina happened, as well as the demonetization in India. Uh, and in all these scenarios, you had a similar similar kind of scenario playing out where you saw it, it was something that happened quite quickly. Uh, it couldn't be predicted. And largely it was resulted in people staying home, economy shutting down. And basically, uh, essentially the, the income and the sort of uh, salaries of people starting to become affected in, in a really meaningful way. So what we're doing is we're modeling three scenarios, essentially a a high, medium, and a low road. Um, We've titled them uh, as the Rocky scenario, uh, as in Rocky Balboa fighting and coming out of it as the underdog. Uh, Lemonade, which is our uh, middle road scenario, which talks about, you know, when life gives you lemons, we we make lemonade. And then I am legend. And for those of you who've seen the movie, that's that's the worst case scenario where, where essentially everything falls apart. So, you know, firstly, um, you know, I think one of the quotes that really struck me is that one of the economists said that uh, uh, COVID found South Africa on its knees. We had a GDP of about 1%, uh, unemployment of about 29%, uh, a repo rate at uh, 5.25, consumer inflation, 4.5%, disposable income, 28%, and uh, those metrics are non-economy in, in good shape. Now, what we're actually seeing is that the scenario that will most likely play out is the lemonade scenario, where we move from a GDP of 1% to 4%, okay, which is essentially a 3 percentage point differential, which is quite substantial. Uh, that would result, if you, if you push it forward, in unemployment rates of about 33% from 29%. Um, so that's uh, essentially 600,000 jobs lost. Um, we're already seeing the repo rate cut to 4.4%. Uh, our estimation was 4.25%, so we're alarmed. But the big thing is CPI inflation 
which was sitting about 4%, moving to about 10%, which means that an individual's disposable income probably gets slashed to a third. Um, so 10% disposable income. So how bad is it? Uh, I, that's pretty dramatic. I mean, that, yeah, that, that is, is. Uh, multiples worse than 2008, mm -hmm. uh, much worse than uh, you know, any, any crash before it. And we're, we're uh, starting to show the Great Depression, give that depression a, a run for its money in terms of economic impact. So, so tell me, how are consumers, what are, what are some of the things that con consumers can do to navigate this, this scenario? Because we're all in very uncharted territory right now. Um, and I, I know that there's, a, there's been a lot of, um, of uh, companies that have come to the rescue and offered some kind of aid, um, but there's others who aren't able to do that. And a lot of consumers may have lost their income or, um, or their income has been significantly reduced. So how does one navigate that very fine balance between feeding yourself and paying your bills? Yeah, so I think, I mean, this situation is, is going to put consumers in, in a really tough position where some, some perhaps hard decisions are going to be, have to be made. So I think the, the, the first point is, well, how long are we in this lockdown for? And what does the, the recovery rate look like? So, you know, I think we need to recognize that, you know, when lockdown ends, and, and it's debatable when that might end, um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people are predicting that it will extend well into May and then be a gradual releasing of lockdown. But, but essentially, we can expect uh, suppressed economic activity probably right through 2020 into the middle of 2021. So as a consumer, you, you probably need to plan about, you know, if you're already experiencing salary cuts um, or you've, you've lost your salary outright, uh, we're, we're in a long haul scenario where we may be in the situation for 18 months or longer. Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing is recognize that this, this is a long, a long term event. Uh, and as such, it's about making long term decisions. Mm. Um, and, you know, if it's about making cuts in terms of expenditure, it's about making those cuts that are sustainable uh, over the long term, um, as well as adjusting your lifestyle to, to something that is more appropriate in line with your income. So I guess the general advice is um, there's no absolute certainty, but, but consumers need to plan for, for a, a difficult period uh, going forward. Is there likely to be any kind of view that the credit bureaus or that the creditors will take um, when when viewing credit records um, through this period? Are they they're likely to overlook some defaults that happened on with consumers that don't normally default? Or once it's on your credit record, it's there to stay, and you you need to n navigate a better record to move out of it. Yeah, so, I mean, if you, if you have existing debt, which I think most of us have, um, you, you, you know, ultimately the banks are, you know, incentivizing and are incentivized to make sure that you do not default on that loan. So what they're doing is they're starting to provide payment holidays or payment terms uh, in that, you know, from their perspective, it's much better to, you know, not, not take the, the full impairment of the loan 
but mm-hmm. but to rather you know negotiate uh, payment terms with their customers in such a way that they can can recover most of that uh, of that money over the over the life cycle of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I think the first message to consumers is that the banks will want to help you. Um, they're incentivized to help you. It's more important because you know by taking a hard stance as they may have in the past, where any default uh, resulted in a a, a default listing on your credit rating, the, the, you know, the banks and all creditors will be much more likely to enter into some arrangement where your credit rating is maintained. Now, your credit rating, you know, everyone thinks about blacklisting or not blacklisting, but you know, there, there's something around how you perform on, the, on those loans and how you pay on those loans. So basically, your credit rating will remain at the current levels. Uh, or if not improve, if you stick to the payment plans and the, and the, and the discussions and the negotiations you've had with your credit provider. On, on the flip side of that is the taking of new loans. So it's going to be incredibly hard um, to get new credit in the space. Uh, the appetite for credit will be incredibly low uh, and the banks will have less liquidity to actually provide that credit. So, you know, whereas a previous uh, credit rating would have secured you a prime minus or, you know, a flat prime type rate, I think you can also think about, um, you know, future, future credit transactions being much more expensive to service. So I, I guess the advice here is, is, if at all possible, do not take up new unnecessary credit at this time. Um, if you can stay in your current home loan, uh, if you can stay in your current car, and if you can stay within your current uh, unsecured credit boundaries at this time, that's that's advisable. So those are things like your credit cards, um, your retail accounts, uh, those kind of things is to stay within your packages um, or, your, or, your, or your credit limits and not extend that at, at this time uh, because those that additional credit is going to be uh, incredibly more expensive uh, going forward. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure that um, the impact of junk status on that is going to make it even more so, right? Yeah, I think the, I mean, the biggest impact probably from the junk status, uh, I mean, largely it it, it affects uh, public sector spending mm. um, in that, you know, a, a large part of the national fiscus will go towards the servicing of debt. Um, and I guess, you know, so the blunt message behind that is, government will tend to have less money to bail out the consumer. So that's, you know, so basically we're in a situation where this thing has happened quite quickly. Um, you know, there wasn't fair warning. It's very hard for a consumer to adjust. But the, 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 the sort of social security mechanisms provided by government also may not be there um, in a meaningful way. So the UIF uh, is currently you know, paying out benefits, but you'll notice that they're paying without within their normal their normal payment um, uh, confines. There's been no increased relief for consumers in that space and unemployment. So, as I said, you know, the the, the national fiscus was already under pressure, and there just isn't any money to uh, to help consumers out in a more meaningful way. If I've got a 
certain amounts of money and it's less than what I normally have and it, it's not enough to pay all of my bills. Is there any particular type of credit that would look better for me to default on on my credit record or do they all look equal to, to creditors when they go back and have a look at it and, and should I just be doing absolutely everything that I can not to default? Obviously that's the, the, the first prize, but if I, if I don't have that option, what else can I do? Yeah, so so defaults are defaults. Um, so the short answer is, you know, is it better to pay this first or pay that first? Uh, you know, I mean, that's the purpose of a credit record is that you, you don't maintain a, a good credit score by, you know, uh, paying these guys and not paying that those guys. So, uh, but having having said that, though, I mean, the, the normal the normal kind of parameters come in, into play in that. Um, there's credit that costs you more money and credit that costs you less money. So, you know, it's about look at ways of consolidating your debt, uh, lowering your overall cost, uh, and making sure that you, you you spend as much of that disposable income and, and the advice is in the very short term to pay down as much of that debt as possible while you have it. Um, you know, what, what you do see, what we do see in the market is that people tend to do, they do have a payment hierarchy. So um, things like store credit cards, you know, the Edgar's accounts are the things that people stop uh, paying first. Um, then it's things like credit cards. Um, then then things like um, your rental agreements. Um, then your sort of re- uh, revolving credit, which is what you buy groceries for. And then the last thing is is bank loans. So your home loan and your and your vehicle finance. Um, so, so consumers do tend to prioritize that because as, as things become, you know, more difficult, uh, we give up clothing, we give up entertainment, we give up uh, spending on a credit card, um, and then slowly but surely it works its way back into how we get around and, uh, and where we stay. Okay. So landlords are sitting at like a 50% comfort ratio there, like in the middle on defaults. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think you know if if you look at uh, you know rental uh, sort of defaults, um, you know. But I think the, the the point to the landlords is that you do actually see some form of sequence in in the credit profile, and and every every landlord will know that um, you know when they when they did a or hopefully when they originally vetted their tenant, um, they they should have signed some some sort of consent. So if you're a landlord covering multiple properties, you know it's it's important to kind of see, you know how your how your how your customer base, how your how your tenant base is actually performing, and how much distress they're in. Um, you know, I, I guess you know a lot of it is about um, understanding uh, those defaults early on, uh, approaching customers to to help them uh, find other places in a in a in a way that doesn't involve the courts. Uh, being more proactive, um, and and then you know you know sort of following the the the, the, the legal routes with um, you know, evictions at a later stage because evictions are going to cost money and and the and the reality is, is that um, the new the new clients that may be coming in may be as risky a profile. Mm-hmm. So it's actually as a landlord. Uh, just like it's in the interest of the bank to to maintain the payments, uh, you know, of their creditors, I think landlords are in a similar situation where they where they have to engage uh, their their tenants and, and really understand the financial position 
and and come up with scenarios that work, right? I think uh, I don't think anyone wants to be in a bad credit position, but uh, you you'll find that good people are are put in tough spots, and and sure. it's about working together to find a way out of them collectively. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. We've got to understand that everybody's in a, in a tight spot now and um, and how, how can we support each other to get ourselves through that. And I, I love that message for landlords because as you understand how much um, pressure consumers, which mean which would be your, your tenants, um, particularly your residential tenants are under, um, you know, you kind of trying to find ways to see what you can do to help those those tenants rather than kick them out on the streets, if that is possible. Because um, you might just have a, a, another devil that you do not know um, who comes in with a whole lot more problems, like you say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of compassion there, right? I mean, you know, people defaulting on rentals. Uh, the next thing is um, revolving retail, how they buy their food. So somebody who's not paying their rent uh, may be going hungry the next day. Are you seeing a, a specific type of income bracket who is defaulting or losing income more than other types right now? Well, I mean, you you always see an appropriate, um, you know, an appropriate spread across the income brackets. Um, I think, you know, where a portfolio has been appropriately risk managed, the lapse ratios are increasing proportionally across the entire segment. Uh, I know that's kind of technical speak, but, you know, people, you know, if a book is managed appropriately, um, the bad debt is predictable across that book and it's all raised, right? So, you know, rising tides uh, lift all ships. So all lapse ratios are, are expected to increase. Um, those increases haven't come through yet, right? Because, you know, things like payment holidays are start to happen. Um, and, and those, those, you know, and, and with the economy shutting down, a lot of the collections activities have shut down, uh, have shut down as well, right? So I, I guess the other good news is there, there is no collections during this period. Um, uh-huh. in that it's not an essential service. So at least nobody's coming after your money just yet. <laughs> Well, at least if they were going to knock on your door, they're not coming, but they can certainly phone you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they can phone you, uh, but you know, I think there, there has been a moratorium placed on things like uh, evictions and collections during this time. Uh, but but I wouldn't expect that to last, right? I think uh, you know, as 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 the shift of our government moves from saving lives. Um, you know, it's going to shift to saving livelihoods, which means opening up the economy. Um, and you're going to start seeing a lot more, uh, a lot more focus on, um, you, you know, various companies managing their portfolio book. Uh, what I what I can tell you is is most organisations have uh, have pulled massively back on their sales activities, so they're not going out there looking for more customers. They're spending a lot more time managing the current book and managing the risk within the current book. So the banks are lending out less, but they're being a lot more tight in how they manage, um, you know, the the current loans on their books. Um, and I think for for a lot of you know property investors, uh, estate agents, and the like, it's going to be doing that. So how do how do I manage my current rentals, my current agreements, uh, and make sure that I, I minimize the default or at least know what's What's going to happen in you know in the immediate future, and uh, at least having some foresight so that it doesn't just happen to me. 
Um, and given we're not selling so much, it gives us time to really focus on uh, perhaps uh, an unneglected part of our business growth in, in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Again, coming back to looking, having compassion and, and looking after the people that we're already in business with and who we might already have as our tenants um, rather than being a bit more hardcore about it. Um, obviously, uh, within reason, and, and hopefully you've got tenants that were in good standing already. It's maybe a bit different when you had tenants who weren't. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Cool, Hans, thank you so much. I really appreciate you um, giving us all your insights and um, we will chat again soon. I look forward to it. No, absolute pleasure. And and I think this is a situation that's uh, evolving quite rapidly. So um, I think everyone's going to be watching it with a certain level of interest. So um, yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to chat. Thank you for listening to the Property Wolf podcast. We don't bite hard. So if you'd like us to cover a specific property-related subject, drop us a line on cat at propertywolf.co.za. That's cat with a K and wolf with two O's.